It's episode 149 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Emma Bird. Hello, welcome back to me, yay. Uh, thank you. It's delightful to be to be back to you. Uh, how are how are things in Liverpool? How have you been since uh, what with everything that's been going on and all that sort of business? As I'm what? concisely referring to it as what with all this strange business going on. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm okay today. Uh, well, every day's different. <laughs> <laughs> really, because I found every day is the same. <laughs> it's interesting that you're having a different experience. What are you doing differently? <laughs> well, uh, I suppose, uh, no, I mean, most days are similar, but emotionally different. Oh, right. Some, yeah. Sometimes hour by hour, it's different. Wow. Um, but, um, yeah, it's kind of nice now that the sun's shining and also mm. that we are, I don't know, we're sort of week three of lockdown. So <clears throat> things are slowly settling into the new normal i suppose mm. rather than mm. firefighting crisis management which you know certainly the first couple of weeks were like uh, you know seismically the change was seismic seismic you know mm. um but yeah i guess uh today it feels like okay this is the new normal just for a bit you know until yeah. we get back to the proper normal <laughs> <laughs> So have you uh, have you been adopting any new habits or anything to try and cope with the way things are? Uh, do you mean like work? Well, work habits, or do you mean life habits? And life habits. Well, uh, no, I've got no new life hacks to offer anybody, <laughs> <laughs> other than just get through the day. Um, <laughs> you know, do what feels good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I suppose. Um, yeah, we've all just got to adapt. Um, we've all just got to adapt, haven't we? And whatever, yeah, fe- yeah. whatever feels good. So no new life habits because basically I'm self-employed. So I was always, I always have been working from home other than when I was working of an evening teaching, um, which was very much, you know, in person. So, uh, but in terms of my like every day, day to day, at my life hasn't my life hasn't changed, but my life has changed. Mm. Wise, wise, wise. <laughs> I should probably try and say that backwards and so sound a bit more like Yoda. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've uh, well, I'm not used to uh, being at home all the time, and so I have uh, yes, uh, yoga with Adrienne is my new morning. I used to do it in the evening, and now I've switched to mornings. And today I tried the Frantic Assembly. They've done a, they're releasing a warm-up, I think it's every week. Um, and uh, that was lots of fun. I really enjoyed that, so. That does sound very good. Yes, I want to try and get back into into yoga with Adrienne. I think she's awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's on my long list of things I need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> So let's cast our minds a few months back to when things were different. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tell me about the Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool comedy. Sorry, are you Liverpool? Comedy. Liverpool comedy. 
comedy <laughs> improv. Sometimes, sometimes I think it's Liverpool improv comedy, that's right. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Liverpool comedy improv drop-in. Well, uh, yeah, uh, that the beginning of the year, like January through to March was really good. Um, I I moved venue out of the pub that I had been in for the last, I don't know, four years or something and uh, moved to a pub literally just down the road. Um, and it's just so much nicer, just better. It's bigger, it's warm, it's light. Um, <laughs> you'd, you know, the, the, I mean, I was quite loyal to my original pub venue because, you know, yeah, I kind of like, that, that was had been my home, my improv home for a, a really long time. But um, progressively, just got more and more like um, not pleasant environment to be in. Oh, oh, that's right. And the and the last the camel that the straw that broke the camel's back was um, they started doing a pub quiz on oh. a Monday night, oh. and um, so so the sound bleed that would come up from downstairs. You know, and we were in the room upstairs, and um, you just had this like this voice going yeah so uh 1982 uh the communards number one hit uh they used to be called bronski beat and uh what month of the year did they have their top 10 hit <laughs> like that you know i don't know something just crazy um so i had voice this voice you know that was pa'd up you know um coming through and actually some some ingenious uh, wonderful people regulars sometimes would incorporate the answers from the pub quiz into the scene. Um, so I thought we, that, that was, that's right. One of the questions was, uh, what city was UB40 from? And there was this great guy, uh, he's a regular, and he, he was in a scene at the time. And he just, and he just sort of said, um, Birmingham! <laughs> Like that, and then <laughs> and then continued the scene, in, in, incorporating Birmingham um, as part of the scene. We all just cracked up laughing, you know, it's really, really funny. But, you know, there was stuff like that that I just thought, right, time to get out of here. And um, so I literally just knocked on this pub. I'd been round to see them a few years back as well, but at that point they were, it wasn't available when I needed it so and then this time it was so I was like okay can I move my entire business to your venue please and they said yeah so uh fly in the loaf pub on Hardman Street big shout out to them um yeah so I'm really looking forward to getting back there as well when all this is over so yeah, yeah. dropping was going well and I had loads of other courses going on I had daytime intensive beginners I had um long form course was you know so we were two thirds of the way through the long form course, and that was going really, really well. Um, I had loads of other workshops lined up for well-being organisations and business corporations, uh, and universities. You know, so I had all of these uh extra workshops that had been booked in. Um, so of course that all that all went up the mm. swanee. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So if um if someone had come along to the um the drop in, what sort of uh, what could they expect of an evening? Um, well, I'd loads of really nice, friendly people who would welcome you with a big smile and a and a hello and and all of that, and then we'd get to do some warm ups in a big circle. What's and... your favourite warm up? 
Oh, do you know what, Stu? I have to say, I started uh, uh, using the one that you taught me, which oh. is which is called HEP, where, right, you, where you pass a HEP around the circle. Which, uh, which I learned from Jules Munns at the nursery. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where he got it from or if he invented it. But uh, oh, it's lovely that you're using that. That's oh, yeah. Fun. That was that was one of my go-to favourites then. And that, we all especially love the meerkat, where you'd, <laughs> where you'd swap, you'd go... It's swap, swap places with your neighbour in the circle. That was really fun. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, we do warm-ups and then we just do a load of um, short-form games. I mean, the, the, basically, uh, sort of between January and March, I was mainly doing short-form at Monday Night Drop-In, partly in preparation for Periscope Up, the gig that um, I'd p- planned three gigs, um, uh, which, of course, you were going to perform at, at one of them in May with with Doctor Who Prov. But um yeah, so I just did a load of short form games. So I just kept learning new games, you know, using the resources online and being inspired by other other people and other other things and um would bring them into the class and they'd, you know, go wild for it. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones did they go wild for the most? Uh, there was there was one that I was doing um went down well. It I think I got this from um, Hoopla, actually. Steve Rowe and, and Hoopla have got a great resource where they, they, they put online a lot of a lot of games, short-form games. And so this one was called Animal Understudy. So basically it's a four-person four scene. Two players are the lead actors and two of the other players are understudies. And so uh, the, the two lead actors, you know, start a scene and then when I shout um, understudies the two understudies would rush on but with the additional um, gift of that each of them were a different animal which again (laughs) (laughs) would be suggested by the audience you know by the workshoppers so you know they would shout out you know giraffe gazelle and then the two understudies had to play continue playing the scene but with these animal characteristics um, and then I'd shout back, um, cut, um, cut back to lead actors and whatever changes had occurred during the understudy section, the lead actors had to incorporate. So, um, back into the scene. So yeah, it was anarchic and, and, and chaotic and it was just all, all, all kinds of wonderful, you know. Oh, that sounds amazing. I've never heard of that one before. I'm going to steal that from you, from Hoopla, and uh, yeah. do that one. That sounds like really good fun. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, so uh, a lot of these games were just, um, you know, and we do like loads of classics, short form, you know, sitting, standing, lying, and or... Um, That's a young person's game, that. Yeah, yes, it is. It is very much so. <laughs> and um, Yeah, and then, so that was mainly in prep for... Because for, the... the Monday night regulars, uh, there was like nine of them that were creating like a smash team for the Periscope Up gig. So I, I like to do this every now and then, just offer um, the regulars who've been coming for a while, just like an opportunity to perform. And um, so we was it's basically a pop-up team, like a smash team or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to get them rehearsed in, in short form. In mm. in time for the gig, so that's how I did that. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about the gig. Uh, let's talk about the the Periscope Up 
how did that come about? How was that? Uh, it's, well, do you know, it's, for ages, I mean, off and on, I've put on, um, I've promoted um, improv gigs in Liverpool over the last sort of few years. And, um, <clears throat> but one of my goals for 2020 was um, to find a new home for my drop-in, which I did, um, to found, to, to form a new troupe, which I did, and um, to put on regular gigs, which I did. <laughs> um, so, like, my sort of 2020 improv goals came to fruition very, very quickly, and I, I felt really thankful and grateful that I... Uh, you know, had made that happen, really. I just wanted those things to happen, so I manifested them and I made sure they happened. Um, and uh, plus, of course, it coincides with my fifth year anniversary. So I started Liverpool Comedy Improv in 2015, March 2015, in fact. And uh, so, you know, I was enjoying my fifth year anniversary. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, no, no, no the thing that shall not be named happened. Yes. Um, so Periscope Up was part of the grand plan, really. Uh, and the Hope Street Theatre and I had a conversation and they offered me um, a really good deal, um, which meant that it was affordable for me to promote um, improv gigs, com comedy nights and stuff like that. So uh, that's how that happened. I think it's it's like often with most things, most creatives and performers and whatnot, if you have a venue that's affordable, then you can afford to create. And if you don't have a venue that's affordable, you can't afford to create. Um, so, you know, and it's that other adage, isn't it? Um, build it and they shall come, you know, that kind of thing. So mm. once I'd secured like... Um, the Hope Street Theatre, uh, a deal with them. I mean, I know them there anyway, and I work there in another capacity as well. So it was kind of fruitful, a fruitful relationship. Um, but once I had that sort of set up, it was like, great, I'm, I'm just going to go for this monthly gigs. I'm going to invite a stack load of improvisers and teams to come across from uh, across the UK, plus... Um, grow and nurture the the local Liverpool teams to to perform um so I was really uh, just so just so excited about Periscope Up it was just a, a wonderful opportunity um yeah and so the first gig was great it was weird uh it was a wonderful night um a few a few performers and a few audience um couldn't come uh so but we still had enough performers and enough audience to have a really, really good night. And um, the very next day, lockdown <laughs> happened, or social distancing, actually. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the very next day... Oh, no, actually might have been... No, no, the very next day on the 16th of March, the government announced social distancing. So... Uh, and then a few days after that, the theatre couldn't stay open and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like, I think I think Periscope Up was the last gig to perform at Hope Street Theatre before the new, uh, the new world happened. <laughs> so who, who did you have on the bill? So the uh, Liverpool Comedy Improv Smash team for the Monday Night Regulars, they did some short form. Then um, I was absolutely thrilled that... Um, the new team that I set up is called Boss Birds and it's uh, it's a Liverpool's first women-only team. 
and um, it was awesome. Um, a few performers um, from the team couldn't make it, so a couple of the other uh, female performers I know jumped in at the last minute so that we had enough people on the team. That was awesome. So we had LCI, Liverpool Comedy Improv, we had Boss Birds, then we had Broken Chair, which um, I'm not sure if I... I think last time I was on with you, this Broken Chair hadn't happened yet. I think that's the case. So Broken Chair are um, all um, folks that came through Liverpool Comedy Improv training. So they started coming to drop in. They came for for quite a while and then they all jumped on the long form course at the same time. And they all just hugely um, bonded, really. And at, at the end of the long form course we were, we were like you guys should set up a team this is you know you work really well together there's a real chemistry and there's real energy and enthusiasm um and so broken chair was born out of the long form course that i taught which was so so nice i'm dead proud of them and um they're really bonded like as a team they're really solid you know they're really good mates and they really yeah they're really just lovely people and um so I made up that they're that they're gigging, um. So yeah, it was them. Then it was uh the headliners that that gig was um between us, uh well Rachel Thorne and Alex Keane between oh, us yes. or slash sex lies sex and li- improvisation yeah. yes. sex lies and improvisation which is a bit of a mouthful. I much prefer to call them between us, um. <laughs> but uh yeah, so sex lies and improvisation came over from Sheffield. So um, that was really good because it was good because it was so different. Like the audiences and the improv community in Liverpool hadn't really seen much to prov um, and probably hadn't seen much narrative improv and they probably hadn't seen much, I guess, what you'd call more dramatic improv rather than comedy improv. So uh, sex, lies and improvisation tick all those boxes, you know. So I was just really made up that... um, that they could come over and I made up they didn't bottle out and not come you know because the, the the atmosphere was really sort of tense because there was lots of people who were choosing to already um social distance you know and they did they'd lost faith in the government uh, rightly so actually <laughs> but um you know at one point I thought oh no wait maybe Rachel and Alex are gonna choose not to come you know but um, no, they were like, they were well odd. They were proper solid, hard-nosed. <laughs> they were like, no, we're coming. <laughs> so um, it was all in all an awesome night. And and a couple of really, really other awesome things. Um, David, one of our regular improvisers, he's also a sketch painter, an artist. He draws and um, he sketches most of my Monday night drop-ins. He's there as a participant, but he sketches every drop-in. He was also on the long form course, so he used to sketch the long form classes. Wow. And then he came to the to the gig and he set up an easel in the corner of the of the auditorium and he was sketching the gig. You know, he was oh, wow. live live sketching it. So so we have we had David sketching in the corner. Also had another friend of mine, Phil, who was a videographer, and so he was videoing the 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 gig. And then we also had another another wonderful photographer, um, local photographer who was taking shots um stills for the gig so we not only do do we have like improvisers performing and and all of that we had other creatives in the room um 
doing really creative stuff, you know, sketching, filming, photographing, you know, it's just great, just really lovely. That sounds an amazing evening. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was fab. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, tell me more about, tell me more about Boss Birds, tell me about how that uh, came into existence and your involvement in that and everything. So, um, Boss Birds came about because I wanted to perform in a team and, um, yeah, I just wanted to start performing more regularly again. And, um, and I, it struck me just like, I think it was December time. It struck me. I thought, God, I know loads of talented women in Liverpool, actresses and performers and comedians and, uh, or people who were just, who are improvising and, and I just thought, oh, it'd be really boss. Like in Liverpool, the, the the slang boss means brilliant, right? That's why we're called boss birds because you know boss in in Scouse means really, really dead good. So um, <laughs> so uh, boss birds came about because I just invited a load of uh, women that I know um, to see if they wanted to perform. And um, you know, initially it was just like let's just get together and play and see what happens. Like there's no, it's no, there's no pressure. There's no, uh, at that point there was no deadline for for anything. You know, it was just let's get together weekly and see what happens. And um, so that is how it happened. We we started rehearsing every week, and um, and then as Periscope Up was becoming a more sort of confirmed thing, I said to the I said to Boss Birds, um you know, no pressure, but do you fancy, just let's get up there and have a go, you know, let's just do mm. this. And, um, so, so, so we did, <laughs> except, except it was a slightly different, like I say, a couple of, about, about half of the team couldn't come on the, on the day of the gig. Cause, um, you know, social distancing, had, it hadn't been officially, uh, sort of announced yet, but there was a lot of there was a lot of wobbles. You know, there's a lot of heebie-jeebies, understandably, around gathering. You know, in a small in a theatre space. Um, so at the last minute, um, Andre and Ange from um, Broken Chair jumped in to make up the team numbers, which was really really sound. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Boss Birds. I, I I want them to continue, but um, you know, some things are kind of suspended. Some things continue during this crisis, and other things are just kind of in a bit of suspended animation, really. So, um, Boss Birds feels like it's suspended at the moment. Um, but hopefully, when we get back to real life, <laughs> we'll carry on. Brilliant, and. Uh... You've taken your um, drop-ins and now you're doing them online. Tell me about the transition from face-to-face to online drop-ins. Right. Okay. So as you witnessed before, Stu, before <laughs> before we came on air, my my technical prowess is minimal to say the least, <laughs> right? So I couldn't even figure out how to plug in headphones into a laptop before, as you, as you, <laughs> as you saw. So... <laughs> So for me to kind of jump to online was a huge learning curve. I literally, I knew that I had a week um, to learn something new and to get it up, to get it up and running, to promote it, um, to set up the set up all the back end work, all that all that sort of back room work that goes on. I knew that I I knew that I had a week because. Social distancing happened on the 15th of March. 
and I wanted to run my Monday night drop in on the twenty third of March, just that what mm. so so that I didn't miss a week. And there's loads and loads of different reasons why I wanted improv online to work. One, um, I needed the community to to stay together because we are we're actually a really tight knit improv community in Liverpool. Um, the the you know the regulars are who come are friends. You know, they see each other regularly on a, on a weekly basis. Um, they have friendships outside of improv that have been born out of, you know, coming to improv together. So, um, one, I wanted the, 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 the improv community to, 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 to stay connected. Um, two, I needed to earn a living, you know, straight away, like my, my entire, uh, you know, and this is an existential threat you know like to have all of your income go is is um is 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 quite traumatic so I knew that I I knew that if this if I could get my head around the tech um and it, and it became something that that kept the people together and that I could just charge a nominal fee for then it would be a win-win on many many levels you know the community get to stay together people get to enhance their well-being cuz these cuz these online sessions aren't just for the existing community um these these sessions are for anyone <laughs> to come online and and just um you know forget about the world for an hour and have a laugh you know connect with other people so there was those reasons, plus I needed to earn a living. You know, this was a very threatening situation um, to find myself in. So it's a win-win-win for, for, for all of those things. So that's why I moved really, really quickly. Uh, quick for me, anyway. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very technical. Um, so I got my head around Zoom. Um, there, was lo- <laughs> there was loads of problems that first week. I was putting in 12-hour days nearly every day just to, just to do all that backroom work. And because it takes me that long, right? Because I'm a dinosaur. Um, so it, it takes me that long to sort all the tech out. Um, and I was dead made up that on that Monday, it the, the sessions were sold out. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. You know, it was just so nice to see the faces that I'm used to seeing every single week and that they're used to seeing each other every week. And, um, you know, it's a bit rocky at first when you're trying to learn how to do this art form online it's it's bumpy and it's still a bit, bit bumpy but in a way I kind of like that like I like throwing out I like throwing out games that that, that kind of bomb in a way <laughs> <laughs> because because I just like okay well that didn't work now I know yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean and I think that's part of like the unex, unintended consequences of this sort of you know this huge change in the way we've had to live our lives now one of these some of these unintended consequences of going online are brilliant and one of them is you learn what works and what doesn't work very quickly and I quite like knowing what works and what doesn't work um another unintended consequence which is delightful is that people who maybe used to come to Liverpool comedy improv classes but have now moved away or moved abroad they can hook on you know they jump onto online and you know there's a guy um there's this guy Gilles and he he was in Liverpool just for like four months he was working here just for four months he's French Canadian he was in Liverpool for four months he came along to Monday night 
every week and he became, you know, part of the community. And then his placement took him back to New Zealand. And so then I get a booking from Gilles in New Zealand, um, you know, on Improv Online. And it's just so brilliant. Um, so the, there's loads of like old faces who are coming back. Um, and that's a brilliant consequence. And and the fact that people nationally can jump on, like we have people jumping on from nearly every, nearly every county in England at some point has jumped on to a, to an improv online. Mm-hmm. And it, and I'm always astonished, you know, I, I look at who's booking on and I'm like, Kent, who do I know in Kent? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, you know, booking on at Devon. I don't know anyone in Devon. You know, what? <laughs> how, did that, how does that happen? You know, so, and then these amazing, lovely people jump on from around the country and then from different countries of the world as well. And it's just so brilliant. It's one of the most connecting um, aspects of going online. Yeah, I hadn't expected that. I suppose I should have because it's one of those things that's obvious in retrospect, but not obvious. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, I joined uh, last night for one of the drop-ins and it was just yeah, really lovely just to, you know, get to play with people and get to see people that I don't normally get to see. Yeah. You know, you're very far away. Yeah. It, I, I think that is one of the most democratising things that, that that has happened, really, from mm. this um, improvising, having to go online, is, is, you know, we can access, like, great teachers from around the country who, who are doing drop-in. Um, so, you know, I've gone to a, to a few of the Maydays uh, nursery um, drop-ins, and of course, I first learned improvisation from people like um, Heather Earhart and uh, the Mayday. So I'm actually, I, I, I just love going, going to their drop-in, you know, a big, one I get to play um, instead of lead and teach. And, you know, when I'm playing, I, I, it means I don't have to worry about all the backroom work that's going on. And I, and I have an appreciation for that work that is going on, I know that they are working. Every improv teacher is working and multitasking like you wouldn't believe to facilitate a smooth online session. So um, I, I get to appreciate that they're working hard and, and I get to appreciate being taught once again by by um, people like Heather um, and Jules at the, at the nursery. So, you know, that to me is a joy, you know. Mm. I, I I love the fact that I can, I can be fed by those people who fed me in the first place. You know, it's really mm. really great. And there's always well, there's always new stuff to learn in improv in general. But we are now improvising in a new way, and yeah, it's exciting. There are possibilities. There are things you can do on the screen that you can't do face to face. Yes, you know, we there's, we've made. Go on. There was just going to say there was. There's absolutely tons of um discovering discovering the joys of improv online is really awesome like i love all the the sort of physical stuff that you can do um you can get you can jump off camera and then jump back on screen you know you can turn the cameras on and off you can go into breakout rooms um you can come close to the camera and then retract away from it um you can go and grab real objects from your house and so you've got props, you know, um, quick props or quick hats or, prick, you know, quick coats or whatever that can create character very quickly. So there's actually like so many unintended or unforeseen 
delightful aspects of improvising online. Mm. Um, so for what we might lose in many ways, we're, there's so much to gain um, from it as well. And I think, you know, I hope that people who improvise in real life um, but maybe have been a bit hesitant about doing improv online. I I hope they'll try it and just see it for themselves because, yeah, you lose things. Or, yeah, but you massively gain things as well. And the things that you gain, I think right now, are just, just connecting with each other is just <laughs> so important to, to gain that connection from other people, albeit vicariously through a, through a screen, you know. We, we need that. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I've been slightly slow to adapt to online improv. Um, yours was the second one that I've done. It's, I'm in a weird situation because I'm getting all my contact yeah. with people yeah. online. But at the same time, all the contact I'm getting online can be quite overwhelming. Yes, 100%. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it's it's balancing that. I suppose it's kind of learning to focus on the good bits and try and distance yourself from the sort of more negative things. But I'm, I'm still kind of learning how to live yes. with this much online connection. Yeah, I I totally hear you on that. That I think that's a hundred percent. That's certainly my experience as well. A hundred percent. I'm not getting. I haven't got the balance right yet, and I'm aware that I need to find a balance between life and online life. Mm. Um, and I, I and for me, that's a work in progress. I, I you know, <laughs> most days are a struggle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> most days are a struggle. Um, and uh, you know, trying to find that balance, but um. Yeah, so I totally 100% hear that. I find being online really draining. Like, teaching online is way more draining than teaching in person. And, um, you know, I, I haven't quite figured out why yet. But, you know, I'm thinking it's a, you know, it's a bit of this and a bit of that. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really draining being online. Um, so to find that balance is dead important for everybody. And everyone's got to find the right balance for them. I found the experience of teaching online, as you say, to be much more difficult than teaching face-to-face because that's one of the things I do in my job. Mm. And in many ways, we're really lucky that we've got the technology so they can do the teaching. And I can't work out whether it's just because it's a lot newer because, you know, we've both been teaching face-to-face for a lot longer than we have been teaching online. <laughs> so it may just be, you know, if I think back to the times when I was first teaching face-to-face, actually that was really exhausting and that was really difficult. And it may just be we've got used to it. Yeah. Um, I suspect that's probably what's going to happen here. Um, but also, when we were teaching face-to-face, we weren't living in the difficult times that we're living now. Yeah. So it's like we're, we're kind of having to deal with the, the background anxiety and worry and then teach on top of that. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think that is right. Um, I think I think when you're in person, one picks up so much information from a peripheral glance at someone, and you can scan a room really quickly, and you can see who's engaged, and you can see who's um, not engaged. 
Um, you can see who's feeling a bit shy and you can see who's feeling like uber confident. You know, um, there's something about your in person, your whole senses are attuned to receiving messages from your students, like non-verbal cues, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been teaching a long time. I first started teaching, like, not an improv, but I actually teaching, um, well, gosh, since 2005. So... Um, so that's like 15 years, I think. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's scary. But yeah, so, so since 2005, I've been used to being in classrooms, groups, sessions, workshops, where I am um, taking in a lot of information about, how, about the welfare of my students and how they're doing and, and what I need to do differently to engage that person or to speak differently to that person so they understand me better, you know, like... I'm used to calibrating all of that in person and I can do it really quickly because I've been teaching for 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with online, it's not the same. I don't have the same information inputs. Mm -hmm. I just have a six or eight boxes of faces in front of me. Um, and I'm at the same time trying to do a, a shitload of, you know, tech, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's I'm not getting as, as much... Um, information input so i think i reach out more i'm i'm more i think i'm doing twice the work because i'm not getting the information back to me that all is well or you know and people are sitting back on their sofas or they're getting distracted by the kids or they're having a cup of tea you know the, the, the we're at home is different entirely um so to keep their engagement is um is or to help them be sustain engagement is really is challenging as well, you know, and that takes yes. a lot of energy from the facilitator. Yes, yes, it's. I suppose it's a bit like going to the cinema to watch a film and watching a film when you're at home. Um, yeah. If you're, um, I don't know, but yes, I think I think you're right. I think that's why it's extra tiring because you're having to work more. Yes. And I think we're still learning how much more you need to work yes exactly and i think the more we do this the the more um you know it it will become a, 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 a an additional language that mm. we can use uh, very easily you know um and there'll be balance the balance will be found needs will be met you know it will be it will just become more the norm like mm. Well, hopefully not for too long, like, but you know, <laughs> but you know, it just becomes a little bit more. Uh, I know how this works, and I'm 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 okay with this. I can see, and I can take care of myself as well whilst I'm doing this. So, hopefully and, that'll come. Yeah, and and also, you know, although I, I I look forward very much to the days when we can do face to face improv again, it would be lovely if this also carried on because it just be more much more accessible for you know lots and lots of people who can't get to a class and things like that 100% agree i think i think that's again another one of those um un unintended uh, consequences is is uh, is like this can happen you know uh, going forward so all those people that you want to improvise with across the country or across the globe 
um, or all of those people who find it hard to get out of the house, whether they're um, ill or, um, you know, wheelchair users or their carers or their uh, mums and dads, you know, people who might have a short window to jump online for an hour, mm. um, but they don't have time to, or uh, ability to get out the house and go to a class in person. But this is awesome for that. And the online is universal. You know, it's democratising, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there were a couple of things you did that I thought were really interesting, just kind of um, a new language, a new way of communicating. There were different ways of um, clapping and things like that. Yeah, well, I totally got that from um, from the May Days and the Nurseries um, drop-in. Um, the, the adaptation or adoption of the British Sign Language sign for laughing slash applause is to you know wave your hands in the air you know dingle dingle dangle your fingers next to your ears you know um or jazz hands let's just call it jazz hands that's like yeah it's totally jazz hands i don't know why i didn't realize that before it's a jazz hands thing but that's the british sign language for applause or laughter so um uh, so because of the sound lag on Zoom, if people are um, laughing uh, like a lot or too much or too loudly or whatever, then it can cut across um, scenes um, or discussion. It can cut, cut into that discussion um, really, really, what's the word? It's sort of a bit discombobulating, hmm. uh, disorientating. So... One, I think the BSL, the jazz hands, is a is a is a sort of silent um, validation, but um, it also looks amazing. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> like when you have like eight or twelve people in little boxes and on the screen in front of you, and they're all doing jazz hands, it just it just makes you smile straight away. You think you think, yay! Everyone's like enjoying themselves and sh- and visually showing it. It was just brilliant. I had a similar experience. I was running a lunchtime improv session uh, for the people I work with, and I got them playing the Oracle. Yeah. And so all of them, um, all of them were doing the arm movements. Yeah. So when you wake up the Oracle and they start waving your arms around, yeah. they were all doing it at the same time. It just looked absolutely amazing. It's, it's uh, great, isn't it? It's just yeah. theatrical. It's yeah, yeah, and visual. It's really lovely the visual of it. Yeah. So yeah, BSL um is has been uh, has been useful uh, and other th- just other things like put your thumbs up to show you understand and and keep them up and keep them oh, up keep them up that's the thing to remember isn't it because it's easy to put it up and put it down but it's like if you're trying to scan all those screens hard to yeah. do yeah and, I, and I, yeah and that, that that's just great keep you you know keep your thumbs thumbs up leave them there till I say thank you and once again I have to give credit to um, Heather and Jules here because. Um, I've, like I say, I've, I've been to a few, a couple of their drop-ins and they, I, you know, I learn by doing. So I, I thought, okay, I need help to get my life online and who else is going to be doing this? It's going to be, it's going to be the big, the big, the big, yeah. um, the big guns, you know, <laughs> people like Hoopla, the nursery, the Maydays, the, you know, the, the big players, they're going to be out there pretty darn quick as well and 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 I I just learned by doing so I've basically enjoyed going to their classes and you know they when they were showing me like the the signs I was like yeah that's just boss as Liverpool people would say (laughs) that's boss that (laughs) and why yeah and and learn you know 
build, learn, stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, you don't need to invent everything. There are other people that's doing this thinking and you can just learn from that. So it yeah. sounds great. It's so valuable. I think it, to learn from um, others is just really, really valuable. I, I don't think I could have transitioned so quickly if I hadn't uh, jumped onto, onto the Maydays and the nursery classes. But I think that's so important in times like these or in general, just learning, you know, there's always new things to learn. People are always discovering new things and, you know, you can discover them yourself, which is brilliant, but also why not learn from others? Yeah. And there's loads of good blogs coming out as well. Like, you know, people are, improvisers are reflecting upon the situation as, as well as existing and living in it. We are also reflecting upon it. And I think, um, it's great to to listen to the what podcasts are out there like you yourself you know you, you, this podcast is going to go out and it's a it's a way of other people and ourselves to reflect upon what is going on um so there's a load of blogs and, and podcasts and other other schools and classes and teachers who are adapting and showing you know shining a little light um f- for for little people like me to follow <laughs> <laughs> Okay, big final question, big final question. What's one thing that you're looking forward to doing when all this business is over? Oh, I just want to hug so many people. <laughs> I am going to be so physical, it's going to be, you know, verging on the inappropriate. <laughs> promises, promises. I'm going to like, you know, hug the Tesco till lady. <laughs> you know, I'm going to snog the postman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no a little bit uh, just a little bit no but that'll be really nice won't it just to actually uh just to hug people that you've missed and 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 uh and god my family yeah put them on the list hug my family to bits that's what i'm gonna do brilliant thank you for being a guest on the improv london podcast yay it was great to come back yay we're doing doing this um we're doing we're doing (laughs) we're doing the hand signals for applause even though no one can see that yeah, apart just from me you and, and you. I to describe it. I'm just going to keep this in for the rest of my life. The <laughs> British Sign Language for laughing and clapping. It's just two jazz hands. It's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Thanks, Stuart. I appreciate it. And it's dead Thank nice you. to talk to you, as good always. To you. Yeah. All right. I'll see you. Bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv!